Welcome to the Bad Girls on Business, the podcast that makes business more fun so you want to do more of it. Here are your hostesses with the mostesses, Jenny Bellinger, Virginia Muskies, and Michelle Nedelec. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Bad Girls on Business, the only podcast that is safe, sane, and consensual. We'll be as nice, naughty, or as kinky as you like, and we'll give you a safe word. It's meatloaf, because we do anything for business, but we won't do that. And today, we are super excited to be welcoming the very naughty Anka Herman to the show. Anka is a business coach, online tech expert, and the author of Taming the Tech Monster. She started her entrepreneurial journey in 2004 when she quit her software developer job in the UK, moved to Spain, and started a sewing business. She soon realized that building a business really is a creative process, the same as sewing a dress or developing software, a magical mix of skill and soul. And she now helps coaches and educators confidently grow their business online without losing their sanity over complex tools or time-sucking admin tasks in a highly effective way that's both playful and methodical. So, Anka, welcome to the show and totally forgot to introduce the hosts. So, Anka, hold on just a second, because in this real, raw, and unedited <laughs> show, where there are F-ups, mess-ups, and screw-ups on a regular basis, I'm Virginia Muskies, the referral diva, here today with my co-host, Jenny Ballinger. I am your direct sales dom, helping you whip your business into shape, and now, Anka! <laughs> Anka, we are missing Anka. We're very sad to say we are missing your mistress in business, Michelle Nadelec. She was unable to be here for this amazing interview. She looks forward to hear, listening to it on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that she she listens in. Um, but we want to give her a shout out as well. So, Anka, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm super excited about being naughty with you, ladies. Yes. <laughs> Jenny, she likes being naughty with the ladies. She's our kind of guy. I like it. I, I love it. And, and already, like in the pre-interview, she said something that I absolutely love. And because I've been saying it myself for two and a half years now because of my podcast, which is if someone doesn't like your brand, they weren't your client anyway. And I was like, hell yeah. A to the men. You are my person, Anka. So... I cannot wait for this conversation. So yeah, something that's really interesting, it. Jenny, that Anka and I found out about each other in the JVMM was that we both make flamenco dresses. So <laughs> nice. I've made one. I've made one, but she's she makes flamenco dresses. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Um, so Anka, let's talk sewing and business. How'd you get started sewing and how'd you get started in tech? <laughs> well, that's I think there's a little bit of a little mix-up in the sequence there for me. Like sewing, I started, well, probably kind of when I could walk, you know. So I I was the kind of kid who would sit there in a the corner and started. Grandma, show me how to crochet, how, how to knit, like anything. Give me a thread, give me a piece of fabric of anything. I take the old tea towels and make dresses for my dolls. That's how I started. So I've sewn all my life, really. And when I got to an age where I realized I've got long arms, long legs, nothing ever fits. Ooh, wouldn't it be cool to make stuff for myself? So I found a pattern 
we quickly saw that, well, you know what? I actually have exactly the same problem as if I walk into a shop because the patterns are made for standard sizes. So I've got exactly the same problem. Wait, step back. I need to learn how to make patterns so that I could really create, I could take an idea to finish thing. I needed to know how to make patterns. So next thing, learn how to make patterns. And that was a hobby of mine, you know, as long as I could think. Now, professionally, I'm, I grew up in East Germany. So having your own sewing business and studying fashion was just not a thing. So the thing that was most, everybody, you know, all the teachers, oh, you're language girl, you need to study languages. Okay, languages are cool. Like languages, let's study languages. And um, basically, kind of in my very first job, I met an Australian and, and he says, oh, you know, my contract finishes, let's move to Australia. So, well, little girl from East Germany, Australia is like, oh my God, on my bucket list, let's go. And um, so I went to Australia with the idea that, oh, being a translator, being a linguist, multilingual, like multicultural Sydney is going to be heaven. Boy, was I wrong. Quickly realized that nobody paid for language skills. Uh, it, it was hard to find a job in that space anyway. And the job I found eventually was still the most stressful, worst paid job I've ever had. So I knew literally within like three months, I'm not going to last here. So literally what I did, I sent out my resume to anybody who'd have it and stumbled into a software company. They, they were the one, there was this guy who says, hey, you know, I've got a friend and I think you guys would get really on really well with each other. We're still in touch to this day, right? And so it was true. It was, the guy was basically an entrepreneur, visionary. He goes, yeah, you come, you wanna learn how to create software? Go here, do that. Like he was so supportive and it was a really supportive environment. And I was like, oh my God, this is interesting. People are just as ignorant as they are about languages, but there's the perception that this must be really difficult. So people paid well. I'm like, I'm interested, but it was overwhelming. It was like, what is all that? I don't know where to start. I'm way too old. I'm a woman. I'm not technical. Overwhelm until it dawned on me, wait, programming language, language, wait, what? This is just a language. It's got a vocabulary, small, concise, we can handle that. It's got a grammar. It's got a structure. Nice and static, right? It's basically like a real language without all the bullshit. So I know how to learn languages, right? So I really, that's when it sort of, in my mind, it shifted. I thought this is a world that I can explore for myself, that I can find my feet. And it turned out what I thought was the biggest disadvantage, the fact that I'd come into this industry late. Well, late in terms of age, I was like 30 at the time and thought I was going to compete with all these 20 year olds. And it turns out that was the biggest superpower I had. I was the geek who could talk to clients. So all the clients always wanted to talk with, to me because I was the one who, where they felt heard, where they were, you know, like you don't talk down on us. You don't, don't talk geek on us. So I would be able to figure out. And, and the thing that I learned in that space was literally to, realized through frustration i remember the project where it was home loan a home loan application software and i'd speak to the guy who has was supposed to explain to me how his job worked and i'm like okay what happens no people submit this thing and then what happens well i'll send it over to jane and i'm going okay who's jane and he goes well oh jane sits over there and i'm like you know what's her role like what's and I'm like, for God's sake. And I was getting frustrated until it dawned on me, like, you know what? If he was any good at 
abstracting that sort of thing, he'd be a software guy, not a banking guy. That's my job to tickle that out of him, right? And so I, like, I got really good at that, to, to see beyond what they're saying and see what they're not saying and figure out what's actually going on and then come up with a solution that is solid and basically is simple, solid, and solves the problems that they have, but also the problems that they didn't even know yet that they're going to have, right? So it was actually the bit that I thought was my weakness turned out to be the biggest strength. So I was like software, I'm in my element here, you know? That, I want to jump in because that makes so much sense to me because I've been the guy you just talked about, right? Talking to somebody who in in the IT world was helping me develop something and and I had that moment where he kept going, well, would you like this feature or that feature? And I was like, wait, that's an option? That's so freaking cool. Like it felt like so futuristic and and visionary to me to have somebody who who really understood what what the possibilities were um and got me to stop thinking in this really small little box of my business and what I was doing to make it bigger and that's that's an amazing skill Anka amazing is that what you get to still do now all no, the time. Yeah. All the time. Okay. Oh, <laughs> come around to that. And part of it, a big part of it was to actually literally when you work with people and they come like literally most of the job is talking them out of stuff they want, right? Because people like when it's not your area of expertise, you kind of might I either you don't even know what's possible or you've heard something and you go, I want that, but you don't actually know the implications of that. So you actually, if, if I will just do it, you know, in software, there is a golden rule. Never, ever, ever implement what the client tells you. Recipe for screw up always, right? You because know, I, I love it when I go, okay, so what I need you to do is A and B and C and D and E and F and Q and R and S. And then somebody goes, or I could just do Z. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, like I can write one line of code for all of that nonsense. And I'm like, okay. So finally, um, you know, my tech people are like, outcome. You just tell me where you start, what, like what? And I always talk about the island of ick and the island of wow, yep, right? Yep. Like they're like, tell me your ick, tell me your wow, get the hell out of my way. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> like they're like, stop problem solving in this. It's sort of like self-diagnosing. Like you go to the doctor and you're like, I have cancer. And they're like, you have poison ivy. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I think I mean, I, I think we go to the doctor one time. He's like, I can look. Like I go, you, yes, all of that's true. But actually, I can see your back, so you can't. <laughs> so you know, like, let me look, and maybe we can have a conversation. So yeah, um, I think it's true for all fields. Everyone has their preconceived Absolutely. notions about what is possible. And if I were going to do it, this is how I would do it. So this is how I want you to do it. And that's like such a mess. You know, Anka, I'm curious because what I heard you saying all through what your story is, and I ran into a frustration or I ran into a problem or I ran into hopelessness, despair, despondence. Like I, I ran, I ran into that. And then I thought, well, shit, I have a marker. I can just color it. You know, like there was always sort of a, like a, a stopping moment where instead of being stuck in the muck, 
you were able to take a step back and look at your assets and bring something to bear. Can you talk about that just as a mindset or a skill set? Did is that just oh, is that how you're wired? Did somebody teach you that? And um, and can you teach us? <laughs> well, there's part of it. I think there's part of I probably I've always been like that. Like the 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 kid that kind of you you know my grandma they were so like you're such an easy care kid you just sit here in the corner and all of a sudden there's like some stones and next thing you know you build something with it right and I wouldn't want it and so so it is kind of it comes natural but at the same time I always think the the biggest lesson that I learned sort of quite early because I grew up in East Germany right and I got out before the wall came down and I always felt like growing up that that was like oh boy you were unlucky like boy you know if you just would be born like a few hundred kilometers, like further down <laughs> that way, life would have been so much easier, right? So I always thought it was like a, a, something a hindrance. But what I learned in in this process of getting out, where it was like, okay, you kind of go, you sort of burn your bridges here, you haven't got a clue where you're going. But it was literally all we could see, like the West was going to be better than what we had. So it was literally like Christmas. You don't know what you're going to get, but it's going to be it's going to be something cool. Right. So it was literally that. So you didn't expect anything bad and took the plunge. And the day we I got the notification, you're out, you're on that train and you're off and then you will not come back. At the time, that was February 89. Like I had no idea that the black wall would come down 10 months later. So it was literally a one way ticket when I left. And there was like, okay, my idea of what I knew about where I was going, very vague, very like no idea really. And it shaped my idea of what's at stake. So I would say like, in case of doubt, try it out. I tell my clients all the time, like, it's like, (laughs) this is my mantra. In case of doubt, try it out. Because there's only one way to find out. Because in case of doubt, it's moving to Australia. Oh my God, moving to Spain. Oh my God. Like, and I'm like, what's the big deal? I, you know, there's something that calls me and I want to know, you know, so I'd rather go. And because I think there's nothing at stake. If I don't like it, I can go back. If I don't like it, I do something else. So it's just kind of like, whatever, I don't care. I want it out of my system. I always say, I, re- I, I feel regret more than failure. If it doesn't work out the way I want, I want it. Well, who cares? It's not a one-way ticket. And that's where I realized like, oh, this is like this little trauma response from getting out of East Germany. Because that was a one-way ticket. And there was the sense of like, oh my God, if you screw up, you can't go back. And everything else is like, what's the big deal? If it doesn't turn out the way I like it, then I can go back. And there's just, there's this, yeah, well, in case of doubt, I'll go for it. You know, and I'll deal with the consequences later, right? It's funny because I'm just sitting here thinking about things that I don't do, right? In my life. And I'm like, but they all feel like I can't go back. Like, you know, the story that I, so I often speak about the story that I tell myself, right? So the story that you tell yourself is I can go back. And if I can't go back, something better is there. Like when I go back, if what was there, wasn't there, then the next isn't there, then what's there is better. Right. Like, and, and that, that mindset is, um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to work, do some Joe Dispenza work on that or something. (laughs) No, it it definitely makes life easier because even if you go and Let's just just try. You know, I actually have like there's a vague book idea and I always call it like just don't try and control the ripples. Just throw the damn stone. Right. Because you cannot. Like I have so many stories where I would follow a hunch where it was in no way logical to pursue that thing. 
And then in the end, something came back my way where you, can, you, you can't plan this stuff. Like you cannot, like you cannot pretend you know what's going to be a money make. And, and that's why, you know, literally that's why your program spoke to me because it was that building relationships. Because for me, all the good things have come out of building relationship, maintaining relationships, and not with the sense like, oh, we talk today. Let's see whether I can get, get back something tomorrow. I know the ripples will come back. I just don't get to say what the ripples will be precisely and when they're going to come back my way. But I know they will come back and I know there will be, you know, a good outcome from it one way or another. Gosh, if I had a commercial, now would be the time to put it in there. This, pro <laughs> this program is brought to you by the referral engine. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my God. Master Connectors back up. Anyway, yeah. So that's the program she's referring to, Jenny, is our referral engine program. Yeah. I, like, okay. I, so I already have my takeaway from this episode, right? Like, because as soon as you said the phrase, like it hit me in my core, which is don't control the ripples, just throw the damn stone. I am like taking that, slapping your name on it, putting it every, like, that's my, that's my mantra. That's, that's my new mantra from Anka so that book's going to get written, right? Because I actually have so many stories of my, like in my own life where I've done seemingly weird shit yep. that has turned into, you know, something amazing. And then I thought, well, let's just turn this into, let's include other people's stories, right? Because everybody has a story and it's, it's, it's just to encourage people, like, in case of that, try it out, for God's sake, go for it. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen, right? Oh, I love it. And, and I'm very much the same way in that, you know, I'm like, look, I, I will... I will throw, I, I don't just throw the one stone. I throw like five at a time, you know, <laughs> like just get them out there. Just do it. I'll deal, I'll deal with the after effects later. It's okay. You know, that's the high eye in me and the, you know, talking disc or whatever that we were saying. I think it was pre-interview, but yeah, that's definitely me. I, I so, I so get that. But when I'm talking to clients who are not that way, you know, who are like, but what's going to happen if. You know, what, what if all those, those what ifs that come up. And so, um, how do you answer that question with your clients in the, what if, you know, they throw the stone and what if, what if the Loch Ness monster comes out and eats me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, the thing is, it's certainty is always an illusion. Like you've never known what if. Right. And I think the whole pandemic thing just made it really visible, but it was never any other way. Like you never know what's going to happen two seconds from now. Like we don't know, you know, you're still alive. So you've been being able to deal with it just fine because otherwise you wouldn't be around. Right. So it's like it just shows you what you've been doing all along, yeah. you know, and to try and, and to pretend that you have any way to predict what people will think. Well, good luck with that. Right. I mean, I tried. <laughs> You know, you know, I tried, I tried for years in my sewing business because I didn't know how to say no. Mm. You know, I burned myself out in the sewing business because I didn't know how to say no. I understood that it was my job. If somebody wanted, came to me and wanted a dress, it was my obligation or it was my idea of the whole purpose of having a business was to give them the dress they wanted. Right. And say no to, hey, I need you to come and take the dress to the theater because I don't have time and my time's more important than yours. Like, it didn't occur to me that I could say no to that because I thought, oh, my God, they're going to be so pissed off. 
And then they're going to badmouth me. It's a small world, you know, artists, like small bitchy. I'm going to be done. Like in my mind, saying no meant they were upset. They wouldn't come back. They badmouthed me to all their friends. Nobody else would come back and I'd be hungry in the streets, right? Mm. So, and it really took me to an extreme situation where I was like, you know what? Living your dream, if this is what it is, you can have it. I don't want it. And it was literally that I needed to go that far down. And it took me eight years to get there to say, well, you know, look, I'm, I'm done. Like next time one of those people will come and say, I need you to, you can just go and, you know. <laughs> and so I was just like waiting, like, come on, give it to me. Ask me something stupid and I'm going to send you. And it didn't take long. Somebody came and said, oh, I need you to take the dress can't do it sorry and she goes I'm happy to do that for you it'll cost you seven thousand euros well exactly right and, and i right? said Look, like happy yeah 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 <laughs> i didn't let think happy about it arrange the time. that to happen yeah. let me call a courier and mark <laughs> it up 120 percent. exactly and so i said well look can't do it and she goes hmm <sighs> you know what i'm gonna pick it up on monday actually works better anyway <laughs> and there i was and i'm like wait what wait wait what what you know, and that was really the moment I saw, oh, so there has been like, okay, it was never them causing the pressure. It was my damn silly story that had caused it. You know, you feel like an idiot. Like I, it was really humbling. I felt like a total idiot, but at the same time also liberating, right? Because you think, well, okay, who the heck am I to think I can predict what will and won't upset somebody, what will or won't make them come back? And if I can't predict, I might as well say yes when I want to say yes and say no when I want to say no, right? So big learning curve there. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Love, love that. Love that. Virginia. Anka, yeah. I. So one thing I think is really fascinating about your work, because I think we think of most technology people, Marcel excluded, Jennifer, mm-hmm. um, We, but mo- the vast majority of, of tech people um, are really very sort of process oriented and very, right. So they're just sort of like, and this is how you do it. Click here, click there, point there, do that, write this, put a period, put a comma, two colons, slash, slash, whatever. Um, but I know that one of the things that you really pride yourself on in your business is not so much the shift in say like technical knowledge or technical capability as it is personhood. It's the ontological transformation of a, of a business owner from, I'm scared. I'm telling myself shitty stories. Um, I'm holding myself back so I can't have success. And that through the relationship that you build with them, working with them on their techno- on their skills with tech and on getting tech done, you're actually shifting their mindset from a fixed, a fixed mindset to a growth mindset and helping them see their possibilities. So can you talk a little bit about the, just tell us a story maybe about a, like a, a sh- how you shifted somebody or, or how does that shift happen when you're yeah. working with them? And it's, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking it that way because it's, it's really where the heart of it is. It's to, you know, I always say like, what looks like a tech problem never is, right? It literally never is. Even if it's an error message, I work on screen share a lot and I see people, oh my God, like you can see them like tense up and I'm going, well, that's a weird, I didn't think it would, like, it's not the message on the screen. It's never a tech problem. And I just work off the assumption that people have what it takes to figure this out. So when somebody comes and I had a client, <laughs> it's like, well, we've been working together for quite a while now, but, but when she first came, she was like, I'm not having any of this like this tech stuff, like I need a website and I want to bring my message out in the online space to go beyond locally where I work. 
And um, and so my first question was, okay, so are you using, like, do you know, are you familiar with Dropbox? Like, how can we share files? She goes, no, don't want to know. Go away. <laughs> like, literally, she was like, not having it. Don't want to know. And, and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, we'll figure it out. And so she then actually told me, I didn't even realize that. And she then basically said to me, she goes, I don't know what the heck you did, but Next thing I know, she goes, oh, well, you know, look, I actually, I, I live streamed the Zoom call into my Facebook group. And then I went into Canva and I did like a fancy thumbnail. And I'm like, you did what? And she goes, yeah, you know, I, I just actually enjoy tinkering with this now. You know, and, and it's just like not, if you say, well, you can't learn this, I don't care. Like, I just don't believe it. <laughs> I know you can. And, and I'm very much always looking for that connection. I, in my mind, learning and teaching is literally connecting something unknown to something known. And it's my job to find that little known for you, right? And so the moment you, and, and then I can find a way to explain, she goes, oh, well, I get that. And so the moment I can, like, she goes like, oh, oh, well, oh yeah, I get that. Well, I'll give that a try. The moment she makes one move and goes, oh, Oh, shit. Oh, that, that's interesting. Well, okay, now I've worked this out. What if I did this? And, and, and like progress is addictive and they get really hooked on it. And I'm just like nudging, like, try this. And I just totally ignore when they say, well, I don't know. Well, try this. Go click here. Like, do that. And, and it's just like they kind of don't even know how they get sucked into doing things. And next thing they know, they're, oh my God, I figured this out. That's amazing. I never thought I could. Like, and that. It's, it's kind of the same effect that I remember experiencing like 25 years ago, somebody dragged me along to a Tony Robbins event and I did the firewalk thing. Was sure I was never gonna do it, right? Nowhere in hell I was gonna walking over these coals. I walked, I went with the friend so she didn't have to go alone. I signed the non, like the non whatever disclaimer thing because I wasn't gonna do it. In the end I did and I literally walked away like, wait, what else? can I do that I think I can't? And I'm, I think I'm actually doing that kind of thing and using almost tech as a less, you know, less dramatic way to, as a tool to get people to give them that safe space to just experiment, to try things out. I've had people that come on calls, they go, oh, well, I don't know, like this went all pear-shaped, but I knew you were there, so I'll, it was gonna be all right. So I just tried it and then they, they give themselves the opportunity to figure something out. Right. And then the next thing is, well, the person who didn't want to know about Dropbox, like she does her live videos and she starts to edit videos. And now I use these scripts and she goes, like, I enjoy tinkering it. So because it gives me power, I don't have to every time I want to create something, I don't have to find somebody to help me. I can if I want to, but I don't have to. So it's that empowerment. And somebody else, like she goes, you know what I did? I went to this shop and I, I bought a modem well she told me it was a router but i didn't care i bought a thing because my internet didn't work and i went home and i installed it all by myself and there was my husband saying you could never do it watch me right <laughs> that attitude right and so she's she's almost 70 and she goes like i don't care like i can do it i can figure it out and i think it's that because then they take that into other areas of life and that's what gives me so much satisfaction where the tech is only the tool it's just the the way in it's where they perceive the pain where it hurts that's why they come for the tech but at the end of the day it's never about that yeah 
I, I definitely yeah. see that in the world of business because especially especially nowadays, given that so much of our businesses, you know, two years ago, literally to the week, two years ago, we all had to move from, you know, in-person business to virtual, right? And so all of a sudden it all became about how well you could maneuver from the in-person to the digital, the tech side. Could you pivot? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember we're coming up on the anniversary. So today, Jenny, is the anniversary that we got the memo. Yeah. So today's the anniversary of when our B&I corporate offices um, sent us a memo and said, as of next week, your chapters cannot meet in person anymore. And we were like, what? right. So it was it uh, thank thank you nicole who's our who's our member services person but you know we got a lot a lot of that technophobia that oh well i'm just gonna wait till we go back i'm like you could be waiting a lifetime like the minute so my philosophy on this stuff is like that happened and i was like great this is the new reality this reality could last a week this reality could last a month this reality could last my lifetime i may be quarantined in my home for the rest of my freaking life this may be the reality so i'm gonna like figure it out make the best of it improvise it optimize it whatever because this is today's reality and the other thing that I know is they're like, well, what if you learn all of that? And then we go back in person. I'm like, well, no one can, no one can steal my learning, number one. And if, and then the whole notion of, it's kind of like what you talk about, Anka, is like, well, how, okay, I don't need this every single minute of every single day, but how do I take what I learned there and bring it over here to make this better or to get out of this problem or create that opportunity? And I think, um, that to me is just so, so brilliant and moving people from that space where I, I talk about myself and I say, well, back in the day I was technophobic. Then I got techno curious. I had some moments of techno furious. Um, and now I'm, now I'm, you know, I, I like techno tinkering is pretty fun. That's a pretty good one, but like I'm tech, I'm techno competent. Like I was so proud of myself. I'm like, look, everybody, I built a web page and a button and I made a payment. I found a way to make a payment form and I put it on the button. And then I found a way to make a banner and I put the banner and then you click on the banner and it takes you to the page and you click on the button and you can, ta-da. And everybody was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just was like, okay, what are the 101 ways I know to make a, make a page? I can use this thing. I can use that. I can go to start. Like I just started thinking and I was like, oh, what if I could do it there? So it really is just a decision that you're going to problem solve and that that the answer is sitting there and you have everything you need, which I think is is really cool. It's really cool. Um, Anka, so tell us a little bit about how you work. So if people were interested in working with the lovely Anka Herman, um, how do people work with you? Do you teach a course? Do you work one-on-one? Is it retainer? Like, how do you structure your business? Yeah, no, I work mostly, well, I work pretty much one-on-one. I've, I have a partnership with somebody else where we have a group program, but but my work, it's because everybody, especially with that tech, when people come from that, like the tech direction, it's everybody is at such, because we are kind of a generation, we didn't learn this stuff at school, right? So you can't assume a certain, like, everybody's learned this a certain way and everybody knows at least this, right? So some people will be tech savvy to the point that they're dangerous, right? Because they think they know, right? <laughs> and so they will go and, and, and start implementing processes where I'd go like, do you need like these seven out of eight steps are kind of like, don't make sense? Like where you think, but you can get it to work with eight. So you can probably waste a lot of time 
doing it in a, in a way too complex way. And then you've got people who go, oh, email, uh, what? <laughs> you know, so and anything in between. So and what somebody, depending also on what their background is, right? So it's like how you explain stuff. There was somebody that <laughs> she goes, I don't know, like I've not started my email list. Like, see, that's the thing. People think, oh, my problem is the email list, right? Now, when you actually hear, so why, what's the, what's the problem? Well, 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 I don't know what to write about, right? And I'm like, you like photography, don't you? She goes, yeah, well, you know, when you go with your camera, once you start looking, you see motives everywhere, content's the same, right? Ah, right, she got it, right? So with somebody else, you say, well, you know, the reason and I, I mostly, with most people I work in a, in, a, in a sort of very sort of, kind of, we could call it retainer, but it's a very sort of flexible way of working because, and anybody who's ever worked with fabric, I say, well, you know what? It's like, it's like an alteration until you open that first seam, you don't really know what you're in for, no, no, it's right? Fair. So it's, it's very difficult to say, well, okay, we work together for three months. And at the end of this, you have your website, you have this, you have whatever. I don't know, because it depends on most of the time people think they want a website, but then it turns out when you dig, they don't even know yet who they want to work with. So we're talking message. We're talking copy. We're talking like, and so the way I've built this now, and I'm like, okay, if you hire me, you get the lot. You get the tech stuff, so which is the shortcut where you don't have to spend years learning this stuff, but, oh, I'm going to be a devil's advocate for, you know, whatever you write, okay, it, it, it might be the copy. It might be, okay, how to, oh, I don't know what to do in the Facebook. So anything I know that will help you build your online business, I bring that to the table. So it's this, I would say it's like a holistic approach. So people might come for the tech, but there's usually, you know, it's the small part on the side that becomes fairly obvious once the issue underneath, once we kind of know what it is you want to build and what's the best and most efficient way to build it, then the tools become kind of obvious, right? And then I get like my little my little personal satisfaction is every single client will at some point, to their own surprise, hear themselves say, "Oh, I can't wait to keep working on the website. I can't wait to kind of do the wait. What did I just say that this was fun?" Right? <laughs> so this is like yeah, because they realize that ninety percent of the work is just a creative process. It's, it's bringing to life their business idea, you know, and everybody enjoys that creativity. Right. And it's just like, and then if you can do the tech stuff without the, the potholes, without the detours that you have to go through, if you have to just figure it out by yourself, well, then even that part is fun. Nice. Nice. Now, Anka, we're, we're going to wrap up here in just a minute, but you have a gift for, for OU who is listening, right? <laughs> so you have, a, you have a gift. So if you're listening right now, we're going to pop a little, a little link in the show notes and, um, Anka's got a gift for you. So what do you have for our listeners? I have I have a copy of my book, Taming the Tech Monster, that will kind of set your head straight about what you can and cannot do and clean up a bunch of myths. And I recently had somebody say, it's like, well, I read your book and then I went off to set up my Stripe thingy that I've been struggling with. And I'm not talking about Stripe in the book. So I don't know how she did that, but it definitely has the intention to help help you see that you have what it takes to figure this out very nice oh, 
Jenny's Jenny's unmuting. Go, Jenny. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, so so the link to that is going to be in the show notes. For those of you who are new, maybe you're new to podcasting or this is your first time listening to the Bad Girls on Business, in order to grab your link, in order to get your free copy of Taming the Tech Monster, what you're going to do is grab your phone because we're assuming you're listening on your phone. Click on it. Unless you're driving. And, and please don't. Unless you're driving. Yeah. Wait, if you're driving, don't. Do don't do this yet. But. Or riding a bike. <laughs> Yeah. Grab your phone, click on the episode that you're listening to right now, and then just scroll up a little bit. You'll see the show notes there. You'll see the the link where you can go grab Taming the Tech Monster from Anka Herman, and you can learn how to tame your tech monster uh, with Anka. So thank you so much. This has been so much fun, Anka. Thank you. It was so much fun for me too. Yes. Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you you hopped in hopped into the bad girls universe with us. We need we what what are are we like the multiverse, the bad girl verse? Like I don't know the bagob, the B job. I don't know. Like what? Oh, I, I guess we could technically be the B job, B G O B. We could. I know that came out, and I was just letting it go by. I was just. I'm not gonna go let that go by. Come on. Let me go by. I meant to say the B gob. But no, but no. Oh, All right. All now, right, so. now, don't forget, Virginia, we have questions that we need to ask Anka. We have our bad girls oh, that is questions right. that we ask every oh. one of our guests. I know. And you know where they are? They're in my OneNote. And my OneNote isn't open right now. That's so okay. I really that's why, every, I, was, I, that's why I was taking my time to stretch because I was like, I bet she I doesn't know, even have it open. beforehand. <laughs> We haven't. So Anka, here's what's really funny here. We have not, um, we have not Record. recorded in a little bit because I was so, remember I was really, really sick. Yep. Right. So, um, out of pack, out I, of practice, out of I, pattern I, guys, this is a great, out of pa- yeah. Like I forget to introduce the host, <laughs> but you know, this is raw, real and unedited. So you listening, you too can be a podcast. Yeah. See, this is just proof. You don't have to be perfect to be a podcaster. It's all good. All right. So, so we're going to finish up with some naughty questions and then Jenny's going to take us out. So Anka, you ready for the bad girls, naughty questions? Absolutely. Here they are. Marketing. Domination or seduction? Seduction all the way. Networking. Exhibitionist or voyeur? Voyeur. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Leadership. Gentleman dom or power sub? Power sub. Okay. She's our kind of girl, Jenny. She's our kind of girl. (laughs) Um, All right. Team. Building a team. Married or mistress? Married. Okay. Entrepreneurship. Monogamy or polyamory? Oh, polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we love the answer to those questions and we love asking them too. And Jenny, it is your turn now to take us out. Thank you, Anka, for being our guest. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Anka, for being here. Uh, we so appreciate you. And for the listener, make sure you go check the show notes because we have all of Anka's contact information there. You can click on any of those links, email, her website, all of that is there, plus her socials. Uh, so you can reach out to Anka and don't forget to get your copy of Taming the Tech Monster. Uh, and make sure you also connect with the Bad Girls on Business by going to badgirlsonbusiness.com. This is where we have our podcast episodes as well as our Easter eggs. So make sure you go check out 
click around on different things on the page because we have special gifts from each of our bad girls for you, our listener, but they're hidden in fun little Easter eggs. And now make sure you stay tuned because there's another badass episode on its way. Thank you for listening to the Bad Girls on Business podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes for any links mentioned in this episode and for additional contact information about the guest or our hostesses. If this show got you going, we'd love to hear about it when you subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the direct sales dom, the referral diva, or your mistress in business? The Bad Girls have hidden their gift for you at badgirlsonbusiness.com. When you find the Easter egg, use the password B-G-O-B to unlock your treasure chest of goodies. 